0: So my name is Michelle Alvarez and I'm the CEO of Seekalux Incorporated. Uh, Femtech to me represents innovative, convenient, uh, comfortable devices that deliver improved health and happiness to women all around the world.
1: Welcome to Femtech Focus with Dr. Brittany Barreto, exploring the past, present and future of women's health and wellness. Welcome to the Femtech Focus Podcast, where we have meaningful and provocative conversations with Femtech experts. These academics, doctors, and innovators tell us about the past, present, and future of women's health and wellness. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Barreto, and before we kick off today's episode, I want to tell you about our upcoming summit on March 21st and 22nd. Get your tickets for this badass Women's Health and Wellness Conference at Femtechsummit.com. We have an awesome lineup of speakers like Jesse Draper from Hologen Ventures. We have one-on-one office hours with investors, and we have a reverse pitch competition where Femtech investors will be pitching to you about the deals they want to fund. Get your tickets today at femtechsummit.com. Okay, Fem fans, today's episode features my interview with Michelle Alvarez, founder and CEO of Cicalux. Cicalux is an award-winning women's health wearable for post-surgery scar therapy. Cicalux did to basic scar therapy products what Dyson did to vacuum cleaners. They innovated and combined three well-known scar healing therapies into one wearable device. We had a fascinating conversation about cesarean scars and how many problems they actually cause for women. The c-section scar is likely the only surgical scar that will never be replaced by itty-bitty incisions because you're trying to get the baby out. So if you have a scar like this and you'd like it to heal and fade, then go to ccalex.com and use promo code FOCUS to receive free shipping and 10% off your order. That's FOCUS at Seekalux.com. Enjoy the episode! Hey, Michelle, welcome to the show.
0: Hello, great to be here. Nice so to meet awesome you. awesome
1: to have you. Yes, I love our male guests. <laughs> we I are few. <laughs> on the everyday discussion of what is femtech, I always have to say it is not just female founders because radical idea, every gender should care about women's health. Um, And so and I know your product is only for women's health, but definitely has a has a priority there. And so I'm just so grateful to have you. You You're helping me shift paradigms.
0: I'm glad to be here. Thank you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you're calling in from San Diego, you said, right?
0: Yes, I'm in San Diego.
1: Cool, cool. Well, you know, we always love to kickstart these episodes with learning about our guests, right? So um, a lot of people don't major in femtech, right? So we somehow end up here. Um, So tell us where you're from. What did you study? Did you have a career before this? And then how did you end up here?
0: Sure, sure. So uh, again, I'm founder and CEO of uh, Seekalux. And uh, so I was born here in San Diego, California. I would call myself a first and a half generation immigrant, uh, Mexican-American. I was born here, but my first two years, I lived in Mexico across the border in Tijuana. Oh. Um, so I was about three years old when the entire family moved uh, back up to San Diego. Uh, so we're five boys, uh, no girls in the family. So. How I got into femtech eventually is a mystery. (laughs) But uh, probably just a good old curiosity because, of course, I knew nothing about women uh, growing up. Uh, Besides, of course, my mother, uh, who probably has a lot to do with uh, what I'm doing today. She was a very strong influence. Uh, She had a very uh, warm and and strong personality, but she was a big woman's rights activist in the 70s and she was always very entrepreneurial so I think that's where uh, some of my entrepreneurial background came from.
1: Oh, mom!
0: So you know we're talking about here's we're talking femtech here and women going back to the 70s and attempting to start businesses and going against the odds um, and especially minorities and women. Oh yeah. And so we're even facing this today um, in IT and medtech. You know I was reading the other day that I think only 18% of uh, women uh, or executives in medtech are women today. And so imagine how it was 30 years ago. And it's, it's not so good for minorities either. We have 3% uh, Latinos in med tech in executive roles, uh, 2% Black. So I think there's a lot we can do here. So I'm glad to be at least maybe a, some positive influence to the listeners who may be women, uh, entrepreneurs, or minorities.
1: Absolutely. No, I totally agree with you. And because if you don't have that perspective at the table, we are always just going to innovate for white people, specifically affluent white people, um, unless right. someone's there at the table and says that actually doesn't work for Mexican-American women, or that doesn't work in our culture or our religion or our bodies, you know, but exactly. we want women at the table, right? Women can't be, sure. be like, ah, uh, that won't work for us. So um, thank you so much for being at the table.
0: Sure, sure. And how I got to medtech was kind of strange. Uh, you know, both of my parents were big on IT uh, back in the 70s, and my mom actually started a microcomputer business. So all of us five boys, at one time or another, worked for her, getting paid basically nothing because we were just trying to struggle and get through. <laughs> but uh, you know, we did learn and learn and learn, uh, even though we didn't make any any money at it. Uh, uh here my friends are over there painting houses at $10 an hour and we're making about $10 a week. Oh, uh, so uh but we learned a lot in IT and microcomputers and so forth. And this is way before the IBM PC, way before the, the Apple II. Um so that was you know ultimately a great experience. Uh but I'm the one that kind of broke off and got into med tech early on and uh studied business. Uh, eventually got my MBA and so forth. And I was, I've been in med tech now for over 25 years.
1: Cool. Have you ever worked on a a woman's product, a women centered design product before?
0: No, no, I started off, uh, my first med tech was uh, in dialysis devices. So this, anybody with kidney failure. um, And that's where I thought, wow, this, is, this whole industry is has a direct and profound impact on people's lives mm-hmm. and uh, health and well-being. And so I, that's one thing I really appreciated about this industry, and I stuck to it. Uh, but nothing specifically geared toward women until more recently with Cicalux.
1: Yeah. I uh, love that you said, you know, I like working on something that has real life impact, like maybe within the next year, it could affect people's lives because as a geneticist, PhD geneticist myself, there's like this expectation that your publication, maybe it'll influence some drug in 20 years, which will then get approved in another 10 years. So it's like, I can't. I don't have the patience for that. Like, <laughs> I want to work on something that I know like someone's going to benefit pretty I could meet them right so um I I totally appreciate that
0: Great. great
1: I had a question about your heritage and if it had any influence on your comfortability uh working in women's health do you think that you know you said your mom was like this feminist and like total like ahead of her time pioneer thank you to her for on my behalf um Do you think that being, uh, you know, Mexican American helps you talk about women's health or is that a hindrance? I'm just kind of curious about that. What do you think?
0: Boy, I I think it had more to do with uh, not growing up in a environment full of women uh, besides my mother. Uh, So it's more of that curiosity that got into this Uh, and with the specific product a lot of the doctors uh, that we talked to early on thought uh, the women's health uh, segment was probably the most important area we can help with this kind of product, Cicalux. Yeah. So it was kind of a combination of those two things, uh, as well as my own experience with um, with uh, scar uh, and scar products. So
1: yeah.
0: you know, a different different combination of things.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, let's get into it. What is Cicalux? What do you guys do?
0: So yeah, so Secalex is a, uh, award-winning. It's, it's won multiple awards in several countries. It's now US patented as of a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's a scar therapy device that works on both old and new scars. Mm-hmm. And we're targeting uh, in the women's health such uh, surgeries as cesarean sections, uh, tummy tucks, uh, breast reconstruction. So we designed the product gearing or focused on those type of incisional surgeries. And so what it does is help the scar heal better, feel better and look better. Um, you use it uh, two, three weeks following surgery once the wound has been closed and dry. Um, and uh, you know it's a product not only for the aesthetic benefit of the scar, but also for the, some of the physical issues Uh, We've had a lot of women report back that it's helped improve their pain, their itching, the tugging, the rigidity, the the roughness, and these other discomforts that have been bothering them sometimes for months, sometimes for years. And so this is how we see it um, playing in in both roles, look better, feel better, and of course, heal better. Uh, So again, it's a very innovative device. Uh, Most scar therapy products today are based on a silicone uh, sheet approach, Mm -hmm. which actually is is meant to provide a better hydration to the underlying tissue. And that's that's fine and it helps, but we've added a few more technologies and therapies onto one device. Mm -hmm. We've added uh, heat therapy. We've added tension relief. We've added pressure therapy. And all these things are well-known for the uh, wound and scar healing process.
1: I have a bunch of questions already. This is fascinating. Um, I love how this uh, falls into that category that we see a lot of femtech companies addressing, which is, um, you know, you have an illness and you get treated for it, or you have an incident and you get, you know, fixed up via stitches or whatever. And then the medical system is like, okay, like go live your life. And there's all of these side effects from your chemotherapy, from the surgery, from the stitches, from the whatever, and the rest of your life, you know, uh, women are expected to just kind of like be grateful they're alive or be grateful they have a baby. Um, and, oh, you're upset about that. That's so, incon- you know, little. But at Femtech Focus, we like to say women deserve it all. We deserve a well-life life not just one that we live in, but we thrive in. Right. So I love that you're part. Right.
0: Yeah. It's, it's incredible. You know, I, when we first got into this um, you know, I had no idea that, you know, the studies have shown 91% of people that have undergone some kind of surgery are not happy or pleased with their resulting scar and they would even value a small improvement. Um, And there's hundreds of millions of these surgeries per year, of course. Um, And so, you know, I was also surprised that when you when you read the papers or you interview the surgeons, a lot of the surgeons, oh well, my scars always come out great. And yet they don't see the patient three months after the surgery. Yeah, they see them a few weeks after. Yeah. But then you ask the same patient the question and it's the inverse. <laughs> yep. Like, uh no, I'm not really happy with this resulting yeah. scar. And uh-huh. so, you know, it's it's a real big issue in this uh this area.
1: absolutely and just to tell a personal story real mm-hmm. quick i was um i had just turned 13 and i had a cyst on my ovary that i needed surgery to have removed and i think i'm like one of the last uh people who had a surgery that d- wasn't just through my belly button in this case and mm-hmm. so i have a probably at least 3 inch long scar right on you know the top of oh man i'm the femtech focus founder i don't even know what you would call that front area. Do you know what that's mm-hmm. called?
0: What in your uh, your abdominal area?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so my lower abdominal area got this three yes. inch scar and throughout my teenage years, you know, as I know now, that is not probably what a cesarean scar looks like. But as a teenager, I had this thing in my head that said, oh my God, if anyone sees this, they're gonna think that I had a baby. You know, like I had all of these, like I'm growing into my young woman body and I already had a scar on it and was just kind of like oh, I wonder what people will think. And I felt like I needed to, you know, my first sexual encounters, I was like, excusing it and stuff. And now I'm sure. like, whatever, but it's still there. <laughs> it's still there. I'm 29, oh, well, you know, we'll and
0: have to send you a <laughs> I,
1: believe me, When I was prepping for this interview, I was like, maybe I should do this. How, right. how many <laughs> decades after can I try this? Because so I'm coming up on two decades and I still have this thing that now I'm like, whatever. I'm, you know, I talk about vulvas all day, but know, at the time it was, it was blackful (laughs) in my body that I was needing essentially. So let's talk about the mechanics of it. What is a scar actually? And what, how does your treatment help it not like go away?
0: Yeah. So, you know, just not to get too technical, but there's four stages of wound healing. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the very first stage is uh hemostasis. In other words, get the bleeding to stop. You know, that's what your body does immediately with your platelets and so forth. And then the second stage, uh, your macrophages or white blood cells come in and clean up whatever uh, is there. And the first fibroblasts come in. This is the, uh, basically the scar tissue. And, you know, the body's role is to try to fill up that wound as quick as possible. So it's uh, sealed off from, you know, the outside bacteria. So you get this you know, crust and so forth, and fill in the wound with all these fibroblasts and such, and and uh, vascularity and angiogenesis that goes uh, goes along with this process. So it doesn't really care how messy that process is, as long as it's doing its job in sealing it off.
1: Yeah, evolution um, was not prioritizing beauty of
0: your Right,
1: saying. it was just like close so, the hole, close the hole. Yeah. So
0: a lot of people don't realize that. This happens all in the first three, four weeks oh, okay. following the wound. But then you go through this very long process, which is stage four of wound healing, of remodeling. Hmm. And this is where this tissue and the and so everything is remodeling. And that's where you see some of these problems. We start seeing uh, hypertrophic scars. Hypertrophic are the raised scars, as opposed to hypotrophic, which are the sunken scars, uh, which is what I have on my face. Um, and so we're dealing with keeping the scar flat, smooth, soft, so it doesn't become hypertrophic oh. or it doesn't become raised. It doesn't yep. become hyperpigmented. Yep. Uh, but, you know, if the scars aren't treated well and, you know, what we're trying to do is hopefully more surgeons will educate patients on how to care for your scar once you go home and you don't see the surgeon anymore. You're at home for the next few months, and you're on your own. Yeah, we're trying to make sure more and more surgeons uh, educate or give them at least your patients tips on how to care for your scar uh, once you go home.
1: I don't remember any (laughs) any tips. Yeah,
0: you know, know, we so we try to educate in our blog and so forth uh, uh, about this, and I think there's more and more of that happening. But it wasn't happening in the past. I think a lot of the the surgeons were okay. It's sealed. It's not infected. Mm -hmm. I did my job. Yes, you're going to have a scar and just live with it. Yeah. And, you know, but it's not just aesthetic. As I said earlier, I've had many, many uh, women, uh, professionals, midwives, they come to us and say, you know, my scar is itchy. My scar is tuggy. My it feels bad. It
1: can be painful. I um actually had a, a, I love to work with rescue dogs and I did break up a dog fight once and I got bit and Ooh. I got bit on the back of my leg and um you know, it re- fine whatever it healed up, but I did have some four puncture wounds on the back of my leg and it was probably 18 months afterwards. So over a year and a half afterwards, I still had these four little like nodules, like almost looks like uh-huh. dimples on the back of yes. my thigh. And they hurt, they hurt yeah. so bad. Like you couldn't touch them. And I um, I was getting into essential oils at the time. And my friend said, get lavender every night. You're just gonna have to break up the scar tissue and rub it out. And it was so painful, but I opted for that every evening, like with heat and pressing and lavender in That's order because every day I was having like I couldn't touch the back of my thigh or anyone else could touch it. And I, you know, it actually worked out. So this heat thing, I'm like, I'm a believer. Yeah, send me your thing. That would be much better than having <laughs> it out. But it was no, painful. It... <laughs> it was painful.
0: Yeah, no, it, and you know, it, most of the time, uh, Most doctors will admit scar therapy still has many unmet needs. Uh, There is no great uh, product, but they do say, if you can combine therapies, especially onto one product like we have, that's the approach. You know, it's a combination therapy approach. You got to hydrate, you got to massage, you got to heat, you have to work it because you're trying to remodel that tissue in a way that's more natural. Um, and so we're fortunate in that our product has been shown to work both on very old scars as well as the newer scars, which are generally a lot easier to treat. Um, but, uh, you know, I think our claim to fame will be that it also works on old scars because we're really putting a lot of technology and therapies onto one device to make it happen
1: amazing tell me about um, like women specific scars so we have the c-section scar how big is a c-section scar and where is it on the body
0: sure so um, uh, you know cesarean section scars typically about 12 centimeters in length okay. so uh, oftentimes this will be the most significant surgery a young woman will ever have yeah. um, you know that's uh, you know that's why a lot of our doctor advisors said focus on this market first because there's 2 million women in the U.S. alone that undergo cesarean section today, not to mention the 20-plus other million women around the world every year. Every year, Um, yeah. (laughs) And then you have also all the other types of surgeries, the tummy tucks and the breast reconstruction. Um, So all these types of linear scars is Mm -hmm. what our product has been designed for. Yeah. So, um, you know, so our product is six inches in length to cover a standard uh, cesarean section scar down, of course, in the pelvic area.
1: Mm-hmm. And what about hysterectomies? What's the scar from that look like?
0: Well, there's that's becoming a little uh, more minimally invasive now. So, um, uh, but in the past, there was more of the uh, traditional incisional surgery. Yeah. So there's still probably a lot of people out there that have um, these older scars in that respect.
1: But the cesarean, you need to kind of cut it open because you're getting a baby out, right? Yeah,
0: so that's, oh <laughs> there I always tell people there'll never be a minimally invasive way to pull the baby out. Uh, uh, whoever comes up with that, I'm sure will do well.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, so, you need about 12 centimeters generally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, when you, have so your product has like you said won all these awards what are women telling you um like how has it changed their life in, in a psychological way emotional physical tell us more about the feedback you've gotten
0: sure so um when we first came up with the concept uh you know this is we our parent company is belgian based so we're mostly in France and Belgium in the in the first year in terms of uh uh getting it out to professionals OBGYNs uh midwives which over there they're called sage Femme. Oh. um and so the first scientific congress we ent- uh, attended with our with our first product concept was one of the major OBGYN congresses in france and you know over there they're not so uh shy about showing what they have and huh? uh, a, a sage femme came up and was very curious she kind of pulled down her pants and said hey can you help with this scar? Yep. <laughs> and it was, a, I think, a five-year-old scar at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked at it and first surprised that she would pull her pants down in front of a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's France. yeah. And we said, well, your scar actually looks pretty good. It was a little hypertrophic in one area, a little hyperpigmented And we said, well, why don't you give it a try? You're a professional. Um, Maybe it'll help with your discomfort. And so, you know, three or four weeks later, she reported back, you know, just astounded that she saw so much benefit. It was flatter, smoother. It didn't bother her so much. Mm -hmm. It itched a little less. And, you know, right then we knew that we had something interesting um, because this wasn't an old established scar yeah uh, and wow. then you know i but I was one of the first guinea pigs because i have a i had uh, eight years ago a, a a mole removed from the back of my shoulder uh-huh. and it you know I'm a Latino, so a little more the darker skin folks scar worse I don't know if you know that as well as uh redheads and and irish this uh, uh Irish descent also scar. Uh, pretty badly uh, compared to uh, Caucasian. And that's
1: not due to skin pigmentation because...
0: No, it just got... Right. It's just this... uh, Biology and genetic. genetic. and biology. So I treated my scar and I knew that it's flattened, it's softened. It it was really hyper... It was hyperpigmented, a bright red, and it helped on the pigmentation. So I knew we were onto something even back then when we had our first prototypes. So... Um anyway, so the rest is history. We, we After the Scientific Congress, uh, one of the leading uh, OBGYNs, uh, he's the chief of the OBGYN department in one of the major hospitals in Paris. He's like, hey, I'd like to try this on my cesarean section patients. Mm-hmm. So we arranged uh, a small study and he did it on some of his own patients where he performed the surgery and sent them home with this um, after their last checkup. Once the incision and the stitches have been removed and the wound was closed and dried, he sent them home with the SecaLux kit and they reported back very nice results. So he's been recommending the product even through today. So this is all the early early research, testing and development uh, with professionals in the medical industry. And uh, that validation then led us into getting into these award programs where more and more women around the world evaluate the product, test it on themselves. And we call this real world evidence, which Uh is very important for a a product that's, you know, it is over the counter so people can buy it online without a prescription and use it at home. So we had to really test the real world environment of people just having the product without any nurse or any doctor intervention Mm -hmm. and can, they, you know, do they find it easy to use? Do they find it safe and effective? And so far, so good.
1: How many scars do you think you've treated?
0: Boy, uh, we've already shipped thousands. So, uh, And we've been very deliberate in that because it's our first product of the company and it's a medical device, uh, we want to be very careful on how we roll this out. So we we rolled it out in a very methodical way. And so now, you know, there's hundreds of, of people that have used it on their scars and including men, but yeah. primarily I'd say 95% are women uh, between age 20 and 40 with uh, tummy tuck, cesarean section, uh, even breast uh, surgery.
1: Is, you said it's a med device. So is it FDA approved? Like, have you, did you need to go to, through some regulatory?
0: Yeah. so we. You know, it's a medical device, class one. So we had to put together an entire clinical evidence report, a whole technical file. And we first got it approved in Europe under uh, over there. They call it a CE mark. Okay. And that's uh, you get that through a, a you know notified body. It's kind of like the FDA, mm-hmm. but they're called notified bodies there and competent authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the FDA, it's a class one. So it was... Uh, cleared here under an FDA registration mm-hmm. because it's equivalent to other, call it scar therapy devices that use silicone. Yeah. So all of that was uh, done by the, uh, yeah, just at the start of uh, 2020 here in the US. Wow. And so we just started rolling it out in the US uh, just a couple months ago. It's available on Amazon now.
1: Amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh. Why did you go direct to consumer instead of through a doctor?
0: Yeah, well, we have many channels. Um, we, we do have, we just hired someone uh, a month ago, a couple months ago, that is working on the professional medical channels. So, through the uh, OBGYNs, physical therapists, uh, plastic surgeons, all these folks. Uh, because here in the United States, you can dispense product through some of these uh, channels. In in France, for example, you cannot dispense products through a, a, a physician.
1: Interesting, yeah. So it's
0: a different model over there, yep. but over here we can do that. Um, so that's part of our strategy. You know, we did have... Uh, We were registered on some of the major trade shows in 2020 to debut the product to the professional community, but they were all canceled.
1: God, So
0: that's all been postponed a year. And we kind of, you know, you you always, you know, with Femtech, all the leaders out there, you know, you have to pivot in in times of crisis. And so we pivoted toward the DTC, Mm direct-to-consumer channel, and put a little bit more emphasis on that and just started that a couple months ago.
1: Amazing. Yeah, the reason I ask is because we have a lot of early stage founders that, you know, will ask me um, in my office hours, like, should I go through doctors? Should I go through customers? Should, you know, if I if I say I'm going to do both, investors say I'm not focused, like, which one should I do? So I love hearing your feedback on that.
0: Although, you know, most of the experts today will agree that you do need to go for omni-channel approach, mm-hmm. um, you know, so you have to consider all the channels, yeah. how, you know, how you, how much you focus on each one depends on your resource allocation, but um, you know, you do have to go these days, omni-channel for almost everything.
1: You know, that's what I tell them. I say, don't limit yourself, right? Because you don't, you, you don't know what your traction is yet, especially if you're in the early stages, you don't know, maybe it's consumers only buy it if their doctor recommends, but you wouldn't know that unless you did it, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Or like maybe doctors are like, I'm not, I don't really care about my patient scars that much to really recommend this, but there's all these women on Amazon looking for scar treatment stuff. So it's like you got to kind of be able to capture and see and get the data on which one's actually working for you.
0: Well, just a case in point, last two days, there was a major uh, aesthetic technology summit. So it brought together some of the leading uh, both clinicians, uh major industry the large companies that work in the aesthetic field as well as uh entrepreneurs and startups and you know one of the main uh, discussion points of the opening panel session was we still have a lot of unmet needs in scar therapy yep. and so they're now realizing it more and more that these patients are going home and looking on the internet for something to do with their scar yep um so it's a you know that's a good good for us that's now starting to happen more and more
1: Mm -hmm. you said earlier that um there is a kit so can you tell us a little bit more about like what's in what's in the kit
0: sure um so i don't know if you can see that but that's the seca lux product Um, and we designed it to be a 60 day kit so 60 days of therapy Um, it includes a special a silicone band that's reusable for the entire time. So this is very unique. Most silicone products you have to throw away after one week and you end up, you know, piling them up in a landfill somewhere. But this we've designed it so it is robust and reusable for the entire 60 days of therapy.
1: Oh my gosh, Um, sustainability. I love it. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So there's, you know, oftentimes people ask, well, especially with, consumers today, they want to buy responsibly too. They yeah. want to buy e- eco-friendly. That's right. uh, so we took all that into account. Um, right. We also want pro-hygienic products, especially you're placing these products down in areas where you can get yeast infections and yeah. so forth. So we designed a special um, 100% cotton tension relief tape oh. that works specifically with this product to provide tension relief and a pressure therapy to the underlying scar tissue. So two very important things, but yet it's biodegradable and you toss it out one a day because this is the part that contains the sticky elements, okay. the attachment. Yep. And you know, one thing you don't want to do is try to wash bacteria, virus, fungus off a sticky surface and then put it <laughs> and then put it back on your body. I mean, yeah, that's I most products today, you have to wash the silicone, all the sticky, oh. and then put it back on your skin for day after day after day.
1: it, like washing a Band-Aid and then try to put it back. Exactly. <laughs> so
0: we take an entirely different approach that Good. that is gross. That is, yeah. it's gunky, yeah. icky. And we went with, no, we we're, we are, you know, coming as a medical device person. We we want pro-hygienic approaches.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And then we have the last component that goes inside um, this nest area is what we call it is we have a special heat therapy stone Uh that you pop in the microwave for about 15 seconds, maybe 30 seconds, depending on your microwave. And it provides a nice soothing heat therapy to the scar tissue, which improves, uh, vasodilation. So increases blood to the area, Mm -hmm. which promotes healing and remodeling. Um, and it's also great for massaging your scar tissue, which is also important yeah. in scar therapy. Um, so all these elements combined is what makes Cica you know, what it is.
1: So amazing. Um, and so uh, you said earlier about it, the scar being itchy and... Um, i imagine of course it's itchy in the beginning stages of healing like a scab or whatever you're, you i can understand that but you said in this case it was a woman with like a five-year-old scar why would a old scar be itchy yeah
0: that's you know it's it's a mystery in many ways uh, really? some have it some don't yeah. um maybe there it could just be because of the how the nerves were damaged in the area too and you know so Everything, no matter what part of your body, there's always regeneration happening and remodeling. Um, And so if we can help with that remodeling uh, with what we're doing, I think that's what helps uh, uh, with all these other issues.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, but have we studied that in detail? I don't think anybody really has. um, But we just know what's been reported back to us.
1: Yeah. What are some of the future goals for your company?
0: So uh, we do have a, uh, the SecaLux is a patented device. So it has, it represents an entire product line. So what I showed you today is just the very basic initial model. Uh, We do have a, I don't know if you can see this, but this is a uh, what we call the control unit for the SecaLux Plus version. Okay. And this will snap in also to the same exact band uh-huh.
1: to provide
0: a special programmed red light therapy.
1: Whoa. This, yeah, listen, yeah. you're definitely going to have to check out the recorded interview on YouTube. So, because this thing is glowing red. It looks super futuristic.
0: Yeah, so this has built in. It's We've developed it. It's completely custom. Uh, it's a specialized PCB with all kinds of chips and biosensors. So this is how the idea started. We just made a simpler version to bring out to market first. But the SecaLux Plus is, is pretty sexy. It's programmable. It provides photobiomodulation therapy, which is big these days, you know, otherwise known as red light or blue light therapy. Uh-huh. And uh, so we have ideas beyond just scar therapy. This uh, could be used for such things as photodynamic therapy, which is a skin cancer therapy Whoa. that uses uh, bi- uh, photoactivated molecules in the drug that's placed on the skin, and you need to have a special Whoa. special light product to activate the
1: that's, drug. Yes.
0: So we're hoping, you know, because I'm a big believer in home therapy and not all your therapies done in the clinic.
1: Yep.
0: Um, and if we can provide devices that are safe, easy to use. Uh, at home at your convenience and that are hands-free mm-hmm. you know I, I'm a big believer in our product works while you sleep our product <laughs> works while you're exercising
1: yeah. Yep. our
0: product works while you're at work
1: yeah um, helping your kids it, at homework doing the dishes you know, yeah
0: because I, I learned way early on in my career in med tech that if you give if someone has to take a therapy where they have to interrupt their day mm-hmm. by 30 minutes let's say most people don't want to do that, and they they, they don't do it. Yeah. Um, I was working with a lot in ophthalmic and glaucoma where people have to take their eye drops or they go blind. But 50% of people do not adhere to their eye drop regimen. Oh
1: my God. Because
0: it's just a hassle for many. And you can tell them, please take your eye drops. You're going to go blind. They just, after a while, they say, you know what, it's just too much of a hassle. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Uh, so even with that, you know, so you can you imagine all these other therapies that could be great, but if the people or the patient do not adhere to it, then it's doing nobody any good.
1: Definitely. And I, I love at-home therapies because it in, uh, improve, increases the chances of accessibility especially for women of, you know, uh, in colored communities that may not have access to an OB-GYN down the street, or they have to take a bus there, or they don't have childcare. But is your price point at, at such um, either now or in the future going to be so that it is very much accessible?
0: Yeah, so, you know, we we like to compare with other technologies. We are priced as a premium product because of all the technology and value and benefit that we packed into it for 60 days. So it's about you know, one euro a day or one dollar a day, roughly of therapy, which is quite accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just what happens sometimes you compare with maybe a really inexpensive basic silicone sheet that's on the market for $25. But what they don't realize is, well, you have to use many of those sheets to get the same uh, benefit. So if you do all the calculations, you know, we're, we're, you know, in a good price value range.
1: Do you think that Medicaid and insurances would ever cover this?
0: No, but, um, you know, the flexible spending accounts, Uh those have been opening up more and more uh, to even women's hygiene products. So you can use your pre-tax dollars if you have a cafeteria plan or flexible spending account and to get uh, for these types of products. Cool. And this uh, scar treatment products are in that you just you can buy, save your invoice and then submit it to get your reimbursement.
1: Interesting. Well, this has been so informative. Um, I would love to try your product out and I would even (laughs) do a a blog, you know, record of it because, you know, this stuff wasn't even thought about and no one even talked to my 13 year old self about it, you know. Um, So this is really, really great work.
0: Great. No, we'd be glad to send you. I'll have my community manager send you. <laughs> Perfect. I will a sample.
1: video blog this. I will vlog it. Definitely. Yeah, she
0: she she handles all the bloggers and okay. all the folks.
1: All right. Cool. <laughs> We're doing it. Um, we have two last questions that our listeners yeah. love. First one is um if somebody wanted to start a femtech company, what's an area in women's health and wellness that still needs innovating, in your opinion?
0: Boy, um well, I've been hearing a lot lately about sexual wellness. You know, that's I think a big field. Uh, I think it's a subject that's less taboo uh, these days. Uh, COVID, I think, has accelerated the interest in these <laughs> uh, in these types of products. So, who knows? Maybe we we may even have something in the in the uh, future works. Uh, also, uh, some of these more uh, widespread issues like uh, we fo- we have a program for dry eye. Which affects uh, up to fifty percent of the world's population, especially now that we're spending a lot more screen time. So um, you know, I would say that uh, these areas are are quite interesting, and you know we may not do anything in sexual wellness for some time, but other people out there uh, could find opportunities there, I think.
1: Well, I mean, I can already see the correlation between scarring in the vagina due to an injury or surgery or labor and that scar tissue. I mean, that is not pleasurable to have to have it be hit or rubbed or, you know, whatever. And true.
0: So- yeah, that's it's one of the complications of a cesarean section it can be discomfort uh, during sex and so forth, um, especially long term. So that came out in the research. So yeah. yeah, let's, we just, you know, we're trying to help uh, these women get the best possible scar outcome. That's yeah. really what, that's all we're trying to do. Uh, regardless of what type of surgery they had um, or the reasons why they had the surgery. Uh, we're just trying to help them have something better because oftentimes uh, they've been ignored. I mean, just case in point, I, it's part of the two years of research uh, I attended and some of my team members attended some of the the largest scar and wound congresses in Europe and the United States. And time and time again, there's always a segment where uh, the dermatologists or the plastic surgeons will bring some of their patients in to -hmm. show the scientific audience the scar outcomes And use them as an example of what kind of therapy can we do on this type of scar and and 90% of the time, it was young to middle aged women with, you know, obvious physical and psychological discomforts. Um, And to me, it was quite, quite heavy to see uh, some very, very bad scarring outcomes, only because. Uh, oftentimes they didn't know what to do after the injury. Yeah. Um, and so they get to this point of being quite desperate for a solution. Uh, and they, you know, they would stand in front of the audience and pull up their shirt and, and, and you know, you know, they, that took a lot of courage, yeah. but it affected me and my team to say, Hey, we got to come up with something that at least can help some of these women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here we are. Um, And our last question is: What do you think the femtech industry as a whole needs the most right now in order to be successful?
0: Well, you know, um, I always tell people: you know, first you have the the basics. Uh, You you have to have this idea or product serving some unmet need. Mm -hmm. Uh, You got to make sure that it's scalable and have sufficient uh, margin or profit margin you got to make sure it's uh, safe and effective because oftentimes these products are used at home, not just in the clinic. Yeah. Um, so that means it has to be super easy to use. Because
1: uh, user error, man, user error. Oh my God,
0: that's the easy, <laughs> uh, of all the doctors, we've had ninety, about 90 doctors in France uh, review this at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And almost what they liked about it immediately, what they liked about sequel is its ease of use because they said, you know what? I can just send them home with this product and not worry about them calling me or my nurse yeah. to explain how to use it yeah. or at risk of using it improperly.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: that's what, you know, they, they like innovations that are super simple and easy to use. So yeah. that's my, 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 if it's any of my input, that's probably one of the most important because if it's not, it's not going to sell and people aren't going to use it. Yeah, um, I had
1: a consumer facing startup at one point that involved a at-home DNA test. And that was the point in my life where I had to dramatically decrease my expectations of humans. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> no matter how detailed the instructions were, no matter how easy we made it, 10% of them still messed it up. And I was like, oh my God, like, Oh my not, God! How do people not, put furniture together? Like if they don't understand this, not, I, no. You know,
0: I, I try to say you know, try to, we try to use the IKEA approach. Just use visual diagrams. Uh, <laughs> we, we have videos, but you know, I, to this day, I, you know, I, we've had people. Oh, uh, I bought this for my um, stretch marks, but no, it's, this is for scar. <laughs> this product is not for stretch marks. And so you get all kinds of consumers putting yeah. all kinds of strange uh, uh, reviews because of just they don't, you know, read decrease or want to watch eyes. anything.
1: <laughs> of humans, listeners, decrease it. Decrease uh, it.
0: But, uh, but, you know, I would say that, you know, once you, you know, what do you need to be successful? Uh, you got to have those basics down. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have all that, you know, that grit, that courage, that hope, because mm-hmm. uh, you're always kind of pivoting and 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 you're trying to innovate and sometimes the channel you thought was going to work best is it the uh, channel there's another channel that worked even better um so i just have to say yeah just focus uh, be patient and uh keep innovating
1: love it thank you so much for your time today
0: thank you so much
1: Thank you for listening to my interview with Michelle Alvarez, founder and CEO of Cicalux. As per usual, this product is addressing a problem we see all too often in femtech. Women are not taken care of after huge events like childbirth. The C-section scar is the last thing that doctors think about, and yet it's as long-lasting as the child is. Again, if you want to try out this product, then our listeners get a special deal. Go to Seekalux.com and use promo code FOCUS for 10% off and free shipping. That's FOCUS at Seekalux.com. Alrighty, Fem fans, don't forget to get your tickets for the summit. Go to FemTechSummit.com and get your early bird tickets now, which are only $35. Also, be sure to join our Femtech Focus virtual community and subscribe to our newsletter at femtechfocus.org. In our virtual community, you can become a FemPro member for only $10 a month and get access to a library of recorded Femtech content and free tickets to our Femtech Fundamental Events. These are workshops to help founders build, launch, and succeed. You also get discounts to our summit. Did I tell you about the summit? Go get your tickets. Femtechsummit.com. Femtech Focus also has Monday night podcast listening parties, a new Femtech book club, and weekly office hours on Clubhouse. There's a lot going on, so just become a member, subscribe to our newsletter, and stay up to date. Also, please consider setting up a recurring donation to Femtech Focus since we are a 501c3 nonprofit and rely on your donations to operate. Okay, Fem fans, until next time, keep innovating because improving women's health and wellness improves everyone's health and wellness.